0: 40, 40 but you cannot travel back, black time machines are Cadillac, there's a lesson in all my stay, I owe more money than I make, these problems are daunting, obsessive and haunting, but I think I'm really good with the team. virus, yeah, really bad alright, good, talking? Yeah. One more clap. Everything synced? Yeah. Thanks for coming on, dude. Dude, thanks for having me. Welcome to the What's Your Deal podcast, guys. Uh we're here with the host of the Dead Dad Comedy Pod. That's me. Um <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> uh fuck man i had all your stuff memorized before i smoked weed nice um you are here to talk about your special but what oh and also one of the hosts of host battle yeah dude which you can find with chris allen nice and he's here to promote his new special which i actually watched last night dude and it made me cry did it really it made me cry hell yeah dude i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff fuck yeah, me too family (laughs) stuff is just yeah obviously (laughs) i am too man (laughs) but uh your new special grieving productively uh Dude, it was, I mean, it's beautiful. Thanks, man. That's a great compliment. I'll I really, I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Because <laughs> I, I, like I said before, what we were talking about before, I've cried on this podcast when I first started a lot. And it yeah. was, uh, it's this stuff comes from a very emotional place. A lot of like people wanting to do comedy and stuff like that. So to watch someone actually like put it all out there, like I was nervous as shit. So what made you like, can you kind of take me through the process of, of finding out your dad was sick and then how you got
1: to the point where you thought, all right, well, I'm going to do a special about it. I mean, it was like, it was out of the blue. So like uh, last June, it was basically like my dad was going to have elective, just neck surgery because he had like neck pain. And mm-hmm. then they rushed him to the hospital one night because they thought he was dehydrated. And they're like, "Nah, man, you got like tumors all over your body uh and then over the course of the 10 days after that it was just like he was in the hospital for 10 days and then he died wow. And each day it was like progressively worse so it's like first time he goes in there they're like hey it's uh it's cancer it's probably not going to be very good and they're like but he is in great shape he's I, I would recommend aggressive treatment and then like the next day they're like hey it's stage four pancreatic cancer um we should probably get treatment started. And the next day he was just so weak. They're like, we're not going to recommend aggressive treatment anymore. And then the next day they're like, we're not going to recommend any treatment anymore. We got to start talking about getting him in a, like a, like a hospice situation. And then the next day they're like, we might have to do a home hospice situation. And the next day we're like, you're not going to take him out of the hospital. He's going to die in the hospital. Uh, So they moved him to the hospital, like hospice. And we were there for just a couple days after that. And then he passed away the day after father's day. And, the night that he was diagnosed, I did a set, and then the night he passed away, I did I did a set. Yeah, but that was like the only two times I really did comedy that week outside of like I had a couple book shows that I had to do. Did you Did you purposefully do comedy on those days for for him? I had to, No, I just had to go. Like I was so in shock and so upset the night that he got diagnosed. I was like, I have to go. So I did went and did a mic. I just asked the dude. I was like, Hey, man. I was like, Put me up where you want to put me. I don't know if any of this is going to be good. I don't know if any of this is going to be funny, but I've been in a fucking hospital all day and I want to just make fun of it because this sucks. And Were you writing jokes during it? it if, if by writing jokes, you mean like having an idea and just like... I know what you mean though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like So uh, I didn't sit down and be like, oh, great, some more jokes about pop. Thanks, dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 So glad. No, uh, well, it, you never know with comics. That's it, why I asked. No, uh, it was just I had an idea. I just wanted to talk through stuff and that's that's how I... I yeah. write on stage anyway. Yeah. So it's just like I get on stage and I'm talking about the things that I think are funny and just ridiculous about it. Just like complaining mm-hmm. about how dumb it is. And both of those sets were really... I don't know. I remember how it felt to be done and how it felt to be those two things. The, both of those sets went really well, all things considered. And after... Both of them, I had people come up to me and be like, man, I can't believe you talked about that. I lost my dad, blah, blah, blah. Like I lost my mom, stuff like that. And that's when I had the idea of like, well, I'm going to at least work on material about it. And then I tried to write material about it for the next six months. And then like right before the pandemic happened, I had like 30 or 35 minutes of material about it. Mm-hmm. And I was going to just do a traditional standup thing that I was going to record. I was going to do audio only. And I was going to do it at this room in Charlottesville that we booked and i knew i could get like 80 to 100 people out and uh i was just going to record it release it and it's just going to be for my dad not a big deal then the pandemic hit and then i just had to sit with this fucking material for another six months and then i was like all right well i'm taking all these old sets i'm gonna i had a. I had a new i had a live set coming out where i asked to close out and they let me do it like my first set i did uh during covid and i did a live like a like a live zoom show and then i on the one year anniversary of my dad's passing i had i hadn't been to the grave yet i, I had not gone back since i buried him and so i went back the one year anniversary of his death yeah. and just like went to the grave and just read all my material to him because i wanted him to like hear it so it was just i recorded all this shit and then i spent uh what feels like seven thousand hours editing it together yeah yeah but. yeah of
0: course <laughs> of course how did it feel editing it afterwards? I'm crying.
1: I'm fucking crying while editing. <laughs> yeah. And it, usually I'm crying because editing just sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst part about it is. anything because uh, I want that fucking feeling now. Like, yeah. I want to make you laugh now. I want this to be yeah. out now. This is dope. Um, but I will say that like when it was done and I watched it for the first time and I was like, if people don't like this, it just means they don't like this type of shit. Like, it wasn't mm. like, I, I wasn't like, you know what, I, I, yeah. want, like, I didn't want to make, one of my least favorite things is people that do comedy specials that I don't think are funny, but they're trying to make a point, and I was so yeah. scared, because I know this is heavy material, and there's parts that are, like, heavy-handed, but my goal was, like, I wanted this shit to be funny. It's like, I want it to be funny. Further then, away a little bit. Further away? Is this better? Yeah, kind of. I just can't hear, I just can't hear through the headphones, so I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't, are they... And I don't want to like. No, you're good. So I've got no idea, but I'm not trying to like scream. Is this better? Oh, you
0: can't hear your headphones?
1: No, I cannot. I can't hear anything. Check, check, check. Yeah. Check, check.
0: Oh, I don't like that.
1: Is this? I can hear you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yo, maybe it's just a thing where you can't hear yourself. Go, yeah, talk? I don't
1: know. Hey, what's up?
0: Yeah, that's that's fine.
1: Okay, that's fine. Then we'll just stick it. Can, I can do this. Is but, that better? Yeah. Hold on. Check, check, check. Yeah, I can hear a little bit. That's fine. I, I just want to make sure I'm not fucking up. No, you're good. I just want it to sound nice and beautiful. All right, go ahead. But yeah, I don't like when fucking specials are only the subject they're talking about you know what i mean like they're only heavy-handed or like this isn't funny this is just a comic who's whatever so i where it feels like they didn't work very hard on the jokes but yeah. i worked incredibly hard on those jokes and it's like and i've seen those jokes kill in person in a multitude of rooms i've also seen them bomb incredibly hard when people weren't okay with that subject matter but when i finished watching it i had a couple friends watch it and they were like this is really touching this is really moving they're like but the jokes are good. I was like, Yeah, they are. And so I, I was really proud of it. I it's the first thing I've ever made and released that like it's the first thing that I have this confidence to know that if someone doesn't like it, it's not a reflection on the work that I made. It just means it's not for them. Yeah. And that and that was a really good self realization to have during all this because I used to get in my own head. But I'm as I get older, I'm just more and more comfortable with people like if they don't fuck with what I do, that's okay. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people that I really like that I don't fuck with what they do and that that's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People can't like everything. And this felt like, for lack of a better word, like, I don't know. It just felt artistic and well done. And it's the type of thing where it's like, I think it would stand up against a lot of specials that are on Netflix and other shit like that. I'm like proud of it. Yeah.
0: As far as like, I mean, it's important to understand, like I got to learn that too. In comedy, it's so important to understand that not everyone's going to like everything you do. And, uh, it, that's literally i mean you only need a certain like out of all the people in the world not everyone's going to like what you do exactly. it's impossible and it's insane to think that but it's hard to not think that all the time yeah. not to want that but do you think that you have that lot of pride in your special and like that because it came from where it came from
1: yeah absolutely and yeah. it came from like i don't know i mean my dad well, he was my biggest supporter and i've got a good support group like through therapy and like friends that have been through stuff and like other comics that are into this type of thing and just a good comics that have mentored me, like Chris Allen and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like when he said he liked it, I was like, I made a good thing. Yeah. Because it's like he would not have lied to me and yeah. been like you this. You got to
0: have a couple comedy buddies that you look up to that, that like.
1: That will be honest with you. I have
0: Sahib. Sahib yeah. does that for me. And it's awesome. He'll tell me great. when stuff's trash. He'll tell me when stuff I'm doing well. And I'm like, I go, all right, fuck everybody else. Because yeah. I respect that guy's opinion.
1: Yeah, you know that's what I mean? the thing. And it's like when. It, it as much as all the positive feedback i've gotten has made me feel really good when chris was like yo i watched it it was good and yeah. he said he enjoyed it and it was just like cool it doesn't know it doesn't matter what anyone else says someone else can say it's dog shit and then i'm just like oh you just don't like this type of thing yeah because yeah, yeah. this is different than most specials like it's not filmed yeah. the way a lot of stand-up specials are it's definitely mm-hmm. not edited in a way that a lot of stand-up specials are but i wanted to do something different i here.
0: like the cutaways to you talking to your dad thanks man a lot I'm a big so I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, editing and, and and shots and 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 that kind of stuff so I really appreciated the the cuts in between jokes from you doing a joke in one place to another place and the development of obviously how it, it came across and then you telling your dad to it at the end and you cutting to that like I don't know man and then at the clip at the end of seeing your dad on stage it was like, awesome
1: I was so I didn't think I forgot I had that clip
0: that's beautiful though Did you you found it when you're editing just like, going through
1: stuff or? i i was going and i knew that he had gotten on stage and i knew i had the audio of it yeah so i was like you know what i might rip the audio and just play the audio at the end over yeah. the credits and do something i was like that might be what i do and then when i was doing it someone was like i think that's online dude and i was like okay and then i went and i found it and just pulled it back off of youtube and uh because what i do is like if i record a show i just put it unlisted on youtube and oh. so it gets the fuck off my computer and if i ever want to edit oh, it smart. again i can just download it back and do it that's smart so like i i did it i just cut that part out but cleaned up the audio just a little bit and i don't know, man, it was was it, it emotional watching it again yeah oh, it was, of course yeah dude it was like yeah i cried a lot doing this and it's like i'm a cry guy <laughs> Do you cry before? Were you a big cryer anyway? Yeah, dude, I'm uh, yeah, oh, really? I'm a crying dude, man. Like I, it's like I get I'll get really emotional. Not, not in front of people, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. just like if I'm having a tough day, it's like I'm going to fucking eat candy and cry <laughs> and like do things. I like, get yeah, my yeah, uh, it's crying and junk food. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I just go to food and and weed really and right. I, I I push the crying crying
1: too. and like dude, it was great cuz when I was like um living with my mom before I moved to to DC Uh, Cause I was going to move to DC like right before dad passed away. Like I was going to do it last year and it didn't, I was like, I was like, I can't leave my mom. I don't know. I just couldn't of do course. it. So, it's, so I stayed there an extra year. You don't now. have to defend that. But it like, but it was like, it was super helpful for me. I don't know. It felt good to do. And it's yeah. like, and I, and I really enjoyed the past year with her. Um, we, we've always been incredibly close, but it was just, it was nice to be there for each other and my brother and stuff too. And his wife and uh, his daughters, like it was, I don't know, I, I have a really positive uh, family situation, but it's like living with her, she lives in the country. So mm-hmm. like I could cry and eat junk food, and if I wanted to go outside and fucking scream at whatever time I wanted to go out and just fucking yell, I could do it. That's like, cool. Yeah, it, dude, it rules, dude. Screaming in the woods, fucking, dude, it rules. I think that pissing being... outside and <laughs> and screaming outside is two things that like that you can get growing up in the country. That's just better than <laughs> like anything, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think letting your emotions go a little bit is is necessary sometimes and underrated. It's healthy.
1: Yeah. It is so healthy. But you're that, taught not to do that. That's wrong. Yeah. As as like cathartic as stand-up is, like it is equally as cathartic to just be like, if you're angry. And I'm not saying like, like don't punch a hole in fucking drywall. Go to the gym yeah, yeah. and punch a bat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. okay to be so mad that you want to do those Yeah. Don't things. strangle your dog. Yeah. Don't kill your dog. <laughs> yeah. Don't kill your any animals that you own, but just go beat the shit out of somebody in a gym. <laughs> go spar yeah. with someone and go and go a little too far. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So you, when you were do, I, in the special, there's a part where you say, um, you know, you're talking about how you. I'm gay. Ha- I
1: actually came out on the special. <laughs> That's We haven't funny. even talked about. It. I was like, it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. There's a part where I'm like, my dad didn't know I was gay, and then it became a gay special. <laughs> the second half is all gay, dead, yeah, yeah, gay yeah. dad, dad stuff. <laughs> there's a
0: <laughs> it's hard transition
1: now I'm not gonna ask you a serious, yeah, someone ask that serious question now <laughs> that's like, what I was just gonna say is that
0: the grief hasn't hit you yet yeah <laughs> I'm dude,
1: just gonna be like the gay hasn't yeah, hit me yet
0: yeah. I, was, I mean you said the grief hasn't hit you but that's probably why this deflecting of
1: oh dude it absolutely of emotions was, it was because humor. I was doing sets yeah it was like so like I would cry sometimes but I yeah. would like but you can't I, I, I was teaching 40 hours a week at a school for autism like I would have moments there, but you can't bust out crying in front of your students. I, I was doing stand up on the road and in town every night of the week. Um, and like I, I wasn't going to cry on stage at shows. I came close sometimes like doing this material on stage. I always made sure to close with it and nights when I thought it wouldn't do well and I was doing a longer set, I would be like. Uh, you can hear it in your voice in some Yeah, of the sets, dude. and I'm sure. just like hey it's like uh, if you guys don't like this that's fine remember how good the rest of the show was this is stuff I have to work on and it would do it and then just getting to the end it would just be like alright that's and I would be done and whatever but talking to friends would help but when COVID hit it was impossible to escape my grief like mm. it was like there was no way to like not let it hit me like I had been in therapy which was great and therapy was really helpful to deal with it like have a time each week that I was going to deal with this thing um, yeah. but when COVID hit and and like i couldn't really do in-person therapy but i did some video things which were still fine um just being alone with my thoughts like my day job there was a month where my i was furloughed from my job wasn't doing anything online wasn't doing zoom online open mics because i didn't really know what they were yet Mm -hmm. and i was just kind of doing nothing i was playing video games hanging out with my mom trying to stay safe seeing a couple friends but like not really and it was impossible to escape my grief yeah it was at all and i think that having all that hit me was part of the reason that I was like, I've got to make this special now. Okay. So I'm glad that it did.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask if um, it happening so fast with everything happening so fast was kind of didn't give you the time to grieve.
1: Yeah, not at all. It was insane. And it was just like, you know, and and everyone's different. Like there's obviously moments where I'd be like, oh, I miss my dad and I'm crying. But like, I know the type of emotional dude that I am Mm -hmm. that it's like when it really hit me, it was going to be devastating. And I hadn't felt that yet. Yeah. Like I like I, I had had some bad moments, but it's like I know me well enough to know like this is not the peak of what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I was yeah. like I've cried harder. Of course, so over nothing. Over nothing. I've cried <laughs> yeah. harder over way, way less. Yeah, yeah. Like dogs dying in movies. I'm that guy. I'll like
0: I'll watch like. uh like the the office montage of Jim and Pam getting married. Oh, dude,
1: yeah, that'll. Bro, I you.
0: just start bowling. Yeah, just, but like you could punch me in the face, and I'd be like, "All right, but don't
1: do that." Yeah, I'd be like, "I quit, have no quit hitting me." Yeah, my yeah. it's it's all yeah. TV show like dude, anything with a dog dying, I was like, "Fucking yeah, dude!" Of course, I I remember I went on a like when I was in high school, I took a girl on a date to see a movie, and we went to see Marley and Me, and I didn't know that it was about a dog dying, and I'm on this date, <laughs> and I'm crying on this date. And then she's looking at me like, we should not see each other anymore.
0: <laughs> just go on a date with a guy and he cries during Marley. And Ma- <laughs> I
1: was like, yeah, it's a sick dog movie. Fuck yeah, dude. I love dogs. And then it's just like, fuck, I love dogs, man. <laughs> I thought this was like Air Bud. Yeah, I did. And I was <laughs> sorely mistaken. I had Owen Wilson in it. I'm like, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, Rob. yeah, yeah. This is going to be good.
0: Man, dude. <laughs> dude, I can't. I was just watching it last night and just the balls, man. It takes a lot of balls to be emotional. You, do you, you, were you and your dad always close? Yes. I've never, always. I've
1: never had, I've never, ever been estranged from anyone in my immediate family at all. I've had one of the absolute best upbringings, super supportive. Why are you funny then? I, I no, dude, no idea. <laughs> None whatsoever. No, no issues at all. All my own issues are just like mental, like yeah. internalized things, me making mistakes and like yeah. shit like that. But nothing from my parents. They were great. Oh man, I blame my parents for everything. <laughs> yeah, I got I can't blame them for shit. Anything I've ever done. I apologize to people for the things that I've done. And I but it's all me. I oh wish, man. I wish I could blame it on somebody. It's all me. Cause
0: you could tell how supportive your dad was in that last clip of him being on stage. He loved it. And how excited him. he was and how proud of you he was. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just got to mean so much to a lot of people because I know that I have a case. I mean, you know, people know. People that listen know. But me and my dad are close now and I do the thing where I don't talk to them as much as I should even though yeah. they're close. But we're still, you know, I lo- they know how much I love them. And yeah. it was not always that. there's not always the way it was. Um, but just watching that interaction... Of of you guys, and then the sincerity—not only in the jokes, but um, in the like you talking to your dad, uh, uh, where he's buried—it's just beautiful, man. And it's got to mean a lot to a lot of people. You know, the, have you gotten feedback from I've people gotten, that are just like?
1: I'm in this weird place now where almost unanimously, everyone that's seen it has given me a lot of really positive feedback. Mm-hmm. There's not a single negative comment on youtube or reddit which is i think a first in the history of the world <laughs> do you
0: think do you think some of that is because they don't want to talk shit because it's a yeah uh, a dead and dead. that's the key
1: if you make listen up folks if you want to make art make art that people feel guilty or where people where they know it doesn't matter if it's good or bad if they say something they're a fucking monster it's got three dislikes on youtube i think a lot of people are way ahead fine. of that if we're being <laughs> yeah which is fine but i uh no i like a I, like outside of the three dislikes on YouTube, which is fine. I, some people are like, I can't believe someone disliked it. And it's like, I can. yeah, I can get not liking something. I really do struggle with the idea. I don't think I've ever clicked the dislike button once in my life. No, why?
0: Oh, I've, I do it. I've done it a couple times out of spite.
1: Dude I, dude, I have watched I've watched videos of like unarmed people getting murdered. And I've never been like, ooh, I don't like this. I'm just like, yeah, this sucks. Let's move to another video. Like, That's funny. I can't even yeah, believe exactly. this. But it's been... Overwhelmingly, pretty unanimous, positive. Um, a lot of people saying a lot of the same things. Which like what? Just like, it is. I felt moved. This is awesome. Uh, one person who, who uh, my friend Ken, sent me a message. And uh, what made me, uh, and he gave me a comment that made me feel really good, is he was like, You did a really good job. Um, you made a special that captures what's going on right now without being about what's going on right now he's Mm. like the fact that it it has zoom involved in it it's got socially distanced shows it was made with like within the constraints of covid it's like it's very much a 2020 special but you're not talking about shit that happened in 2020 yeah and that made me feel really good but and now i'm just at the point where it's like i just got to get eyes on it and i don't know how to do that well (laughs) here we are and this is why we're on this tour folks (laughs) shameless i have to check that dad promotion (laughs) All right, and we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: heard that, but there's a small time where you couldn't see him.
1: Yeah, you couldn't see me, but thanks for listening. Yeah, I, but I
0: mean, you started the you started the um, the dad dad comedy pod too.
1: Yeah, I did, and and that was some more for talking me.
0: about. I mean, I know feedback. Get out of your comedian head for a second. Okay. And stop trying to be happy about your uh, how well your specials doing, yeah. even though you should be happy Extremely about well, that. Actually, it's. Um... <laughs>
1: Yeah, over a thousand already. Over over, over thirteen hundred views as of uh, today, which uh, means nothing. Uh, but I mean,
0: like you, uh, you gotta have people reaching out to you on a on another level, talking
1: like trying to get. It's two. It's all right. It's two types, and I will say one is far more annoying than the yes. other group. Oh, you of don't people. gotta tell me. I- uh, uh, one is the people reaching out. And anyone that has reached out and been and then told me something that's happened with their family, that's what I want. Yeah. Like, that's, that makes me feel good. You telling me it moved you, it made you cry, it's great. I'll make sure you mention that it's funny because yeah. it, I, I, that is my immediate follow up question. If you don't tell me that, it's like, did you link it's funny? And they're like, and I think in other people's minds they're like, yeah, that's a given. But it's like, yeah, to yeah. me, it's not when you're dealing with this subject matter. Yeah. I'm not trying to be. Heavy also, hated. as a comic,
0: I just want to. I want to yeah. make. Sure. I need to know yeah. that.
1: That's what's most important. That's why to I make. did it. Yeah. Um, the the one that is far more annoying, um, is sometimes comics will reach out, and they'll be like, "This is great. How do how do I turn this into material? I went through this thing, uh, and it's like." And I feel bad. And why it's annoying is I feel bad is because my notes are the same that I would give someone that's working about any subject. Yeah. It's just like, you need to try it on stage. And yeah. you need to figure it out and realize that it's not going to do well a lot of the time until the joke gets good. And I, Lucky is such a I oh, am I am, I'm glad not just because I got the extra time with my dad, but if my dad had gotten sick and died, my first six months doing stand up, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Yeah. I, I was very lucky that when he got sick, I was already g- good—good enough not even the right word. I was—I had already had some of the skills with stand up to be able to like take an idea and riff on it on stage, and it still be funny, mm-hmm. and that's talking and being able to relate to people. Like I'm very lucky, so it's like a lot of newer comics are like, "How do I do this in the jokes?" and I, and I want to be like. I don't know, wait fucking six years yeah, and yeah, like yeah, keep yeah. getting, right. make your regular jokes good? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How about you try to make people laugh about dogs first? Can you think you can make someone <laughs> laugh about a dog that's alive before you jump to dead aunt? <laughs> <Were>
0: you, <laughs> but that's the thing, is everybody wants to be able to, maybe that's why I liked a lot of it too, is because I think every comic, maybe not every comic, but good ones are the ones that I like are pushed to do material about things that Mean something to them? Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I agree, man. And I and I I think that's where the best jokes come from too. Yeah, uh, there were times where I laughed hard. Like the I think the Verizon joke made me laugh really hard. Um, There's a few I actually I actually recorded a couple jokes to use in promotion for this podcast because I thought they were so funny. (laughs) Thanks, man. And a couple transitions. Yeah, dude. But that's where I think the best material comes from,
1: man. And I will say that like um, a lot of people. I mean, not a lot of people, but like there's comics that will shit on comedy clubs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the club being a club comic and stuff. I like working every room. Yeah, I will say the only reason that any of those jokes are good is because I'm a dude that started in clubs. Like it's like Uh. because... You get that idea and and it it wouldn't work all the time, but I would be at the Richmond funny bone and be like, all right, I gotta try a couple of these jokes out with yeah, a crowd yeah, yeah. that's probably not gonna like it. And it's like, and you find ways to make it work for other people. Like it really helps you stay sharp and be able to make I am so happy I started in, in Richmond, Virginia, in Charlottesville, Virginia, because there's uh, a club in Richmond, so you get the club feel, but also Richmond is a very alternative stand-up scene. Okay. So it's like Everybody's really woke. Everybody's really PC. Yeah, it's a bunch of fucking liberal arts, art <laughs> students at fucking VCU and U of R and stuff, and it makes it so that you have to be able to make jokes work everywhere. Okay. So, so it it helped me a lot being able to process and grief through that and work with a bunch of other really good comics and 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 be able to go up on shows at a club or go up at shows in a fucking dive bar at like yeah. a, a midnight and just make them work for, for different people. So it's, I don't know, man, it's, it feels good to be done. I'm glad I'm fucking done with it, but now I just want people to watch it.
0: Yeah. And they will. But do you think the, uh,
1: the comedy pod, the, the dead dad comedy pod, um, you, that started because of this? Yeah, that started like the girl that I do it with Amber, um, Hendricks, who she's a, she's an improviser from Richmond. She's one of my best friends. She's, uh, her and I were acquaintances Knew each other in passing, always said hi to each other. When my dad got sick, mm-hmm. she started sending me a bunch of stuff on Facebook. She's like, hey, you don't have to read any of this. But like it was all stuff about grief and coping and stuff. And her and I grew really close because her father died of the same thing, pancreatic cancer. Well, wow. uh, Her dad, different circumstances. Her dad died over like he had months to live. Like mm-hmm. I think he lived like uh, either an additional six months to a year like in that ballpark um and she got to see him like go through that process and uh but we had that in common and it just started to be like that's what we would talk about when we talked to we would talk about comedy and we would talk about that stuff and we'd be supportive of each other and then I we did a house show together called dead dad comedy club and we just like would do a house show it was just her and I doing it and people were like do you have to have a dead dad to perform and I'm like no it's just <laughs> it's you know not required but it's yeah. like it's a good bonus. <laughs> you will get bumped to the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, and then I was like, and then me being a guy that's just like, I was like, how about we do a podcast? I think we can help a lot of people. Yeah. And uh she was like, I would love to. So we got the art designed and we and the whole purpose of the podcast, the easy way to explain it is it is uh we're both at very different parts in our grief. I've I think when we started the podcast, I was like six months into it. Mm -hmm. And she was at like close to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And episodes that are just her and I talking, we're talking about stuff specific about our fathers and talking about our journeys with grief and loss and death. And then when we have a guest, we have guests that have gone through some of the absolute worst things I could possibly think of. Or we have a guest that like, like we had a hospital, uh, we had a hospice chaplain come in. We just recorded an episode with a comic who, uh, and almost all our guests are either com- comedians or com- are comedy adjacent. Okay. Uh, and, and this one we just recorded the other night that we're going to have to turn into a two parter because it was so great was um, this uh, comedian uh, from New York who used to work as a funeral director. Uh So she's talking about like how to embalm people and walking through it and talking about like her favorite part of doing it and how she would talk to the bodies while she was doing makeup with them. And it's a... Wow. Yeah. And we just like talking about grief and loss and how to... Because I deal with everything through humor, right? Of course. And it's like... I don't know, man. When my, The only way I could deal with my... Deal with it. Yeah, just deal with it, dude. Yeah, handle it. It's just yeah. like... It, this I don't think...
0: Is humor dealing with it, though? Don't you think it's
1: kind of... I think it's like... It, it, I think it's admitting it's fucking funny. You're lying to yourself... It, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you don't think death... It takes the same of the weight off. fucking hilarious. Like, dude, the fact that like... And I don't know if I even left this joke in the special, but this is an idea that I had that I think it's like... In Virginia, in order to bury a body, you have to have a death certificate. Yeah, yeah, that is in the special.
0: Like that, the, I think that's one might be one of the ones I recorded.
1: Yeah, it's like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me?
0: I thought this would be good enough. This
1: is it. <laughs> yeah. The body's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like, and that just blows my mind. And like, and 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 that's that's funny. Yeah. Being in a hospital is fucking funny, man. Yeah. Just being in a place trying to live your life and everyone is dying around you.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's another great joke about. Um, not to like put it all out there, but you guys should yeah, watch please it do. so much, but uh the joke about how the your your father was he really on the same floor yes! as the newborns
1: dude it's a
0: fucking it's Can you tell me about that a little bit cuz that sounds insane that, I mean the just the, the way you put it, it was like I don't want to be on an elevator with the people having like the best day of their, their life the best day of their life and <laughs> i fucking was howling i was like just imagine cuz i hate being on the elevator anyway period yeah, so it'd be like I'm not an elevator My father talker. is pa- dying and yeah. and these people are like, my nope, they're showing pictures oh, probably dude. on the phone. Hey, dude, I'm cigars,
1: another. balloons. Yeah, dude, that that's really funny. I should have mentioned that visual. It's so where my dad was, it, his his thing happens so fast. It's not like the cancer unit is on the same floor. Oh yeah. But it's like the unit he in where they were doing all the testing they're testing the people that are dying to know which death floor to send them to. Yeah. And like, so he's on this thing and we're like, Oh, he's on the eighth floor. And I ride up and I'm like, "The fu-, and, and I'm like, someone gets in right next to me. They've got fucking 15 balloons and a teddy bear. <laughs> and I can just tell, I was like, I'm the only other person in the elevator. And I'm like, this motherfucker is going to try it. He's He was going to talk to me. Of course. And going to try. And so I just put my headphones in. Oh, <laughs> good man. Dude, I put my headphones in and like, And I was like, I was like, at least he's not getting off on my floor. And then like the doors open and then he pushes his way past me and he steps (sighs) out first. And it's like, and he's runs and he hugs someone and he's like, so like, it's, it's interesting because he's hugging someone and crying and as am I for two very different reasons, (laughs) both crying. And it's just like, but it's, dude, it's, it's insane. It's, it's, that's too funny.
0: That's beautiful though. But that's almost, that's just like the universe being like,
1: yeah,
0: like, look at this.
1: The food was fucking terrible. It is just all bad. But it's like, but it's, it was all bad. But, and I I talk about it in special, but they had an ice cream machine and it was so good. Like literally (laughs) like this terrible, shitty Low-grade soft serve ice cream that had this the fucking mixed thing broken in the middle. You're paying per the weight, and I'm like, dude, I have this thing full of like M M&M- and like I put yeah, so yeah, many yeah. M and M's on it, not because I like M and M's with ice cream, because I'm like, I'm gonna eat all this ice cream and then I'm just gonna have a bowl of M and M's. You you had to pay for it. Yeah. Paying, I think if your dad's dying. It should be should free. Be, <laughs> yeah. I should be playing with house money at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. The people with the newborn should be paying for that. I, dude, that's I'm all for a newborn tax. Yeah. If you're in a hospital celebrating, you're paying for other people's lunch and shit. Yeah, I'm, the people who are there for real reasons. Yes. Yeah, but the but the only thing I had to look forward to was like, I hadn't had soda in like a year. And then the lady comes by and she's On purpose, just like, you're trying to be good. Yeah, just don't do it. And like, because I don't have any. I don't smoke. I don't really drink. I drink every now and then, but not like not often. At that point, I hadn't drank in a very long time. Yeah. And like all these things that I don't do. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what, I'm going to cut out soda. And like, but I, this lady came by, I was like, can we get you guys anything? We got this. And she said, Pepsi. And I was like, I would f- fucking love a Pepsi. Yeah. And then I was just fucking it's taking it. It's over. It was over, dude. It was <laughs> like, I was drinking like 10 or 12 sodas a day. I was like, oh my God. It? Yeah. That's what, dude. That's why I can't drink it because I will drink it all <laughs> Is that how you cope, huh? Yeah, I just love soda. It's just great. Sugar. It's better than water. Oh. I love water, too. (laughs) I try to drink a gallon of water a day now. That's awesome. But
0: I uh, I have the same thing. I used to eat two pints of ice cream a night, just (sighs) because, especially when I stopped drinking... It's, like a, it's been like a year now. So, but it's like fucking ice cream and sugar and shit. It's so great. But it's a good coping thing. It you're is just dude. like a nice. You're happy for like a minute. It gives you endorphins. Candy's
1: great. I like. I have like, just have an office Did you gain, tooth. Did you gain weight over this? No, I didn't really put on weight until like COVID. Hmm. So like during that thing, uh, because I was still working my day job, and my day job was like teaching at a school for autism. So I was I was on my feet yeah, forty yeah. hours a week and still doing that. And it, I'm someone that's like during that time period. Uh, it was eating a lot of candy and a lot of junk food and shit like that, but uh-huh. I wasn't always hungry. So it would yeah, just be yeah, yeah. like when I would get hungry, it's like fuck yeah, shove all this shit in my mouth. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Damn, man. So I used to, because I used to be a big old fat guy in college. I was like a big old fat guy. How was
0: how big is big old fat guy?
1: Uh, I'm like five nine and a half, five ten, and I was Same. like two fifty. Oh yeah, that was me in high school. I was a dude. I like, was. like... I know like, what you mean. Dude, fucking. Yeah, dude, there's a there is a photograph of me, um, my senior year of college with my like uh, girlfriend at the time, ex-girlfriend now, uh, where I have my glasses on and I fucking with the way I'm dressed, I look like Peter Griffin. <laughs> 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 like, dude, I like literally I, <laughs> I look, want that picture. Dude, yeah, it's somewhere. I fucking think I hit it, but it. <laughs> I, I look at it. and I'm just like, this is like, yeah, but I was like 250. I carried it okay. Yeah, like, I yeah. carried it okay enough that it's like, and then afterwards, I, I got a day job after college, and I went from 250 to 170, but I'm back up to, like, 190 now, like, wow. so I'm like, I'm, I'm whatever. I don't give a shit anymore, but, dude, and when I was my happiest I've ever been in my life, when I was a big old fat guy. I've never, really? I, I was
0: going to say maybe that's the reason you're funny, because it's self-esteem issues, but
1: I mean, yeah, I you had didn't self-esteem care when you were fat? I had self-esteem issues, but it's like I was... A jolly? Happy, man. I was felt good. I was eating whatever. The freedom of being able to eat whatever you want and not caring if it'll make you fat because you are already fat is liberating. Yeah. When you're 250... The extra five pounds, the 255, not yeah, a that, big that's deal. That's true. Not a big deal that's at all. That's true.
0: But then there's like the laying in bed at night, staring at the ceiling. Dude. Or I, like trying to fall asleep when you're like sweating.
1: Laying in. Dude, I had a bunch of fans. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was living like a king, dog. <laughs> I would hope. I would I would wait <laughs> yeah. to sweat a little bit before I turn the fan on so I get that cool sweat. Free. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's disgusting. Dude, it was that's great. I know exactly just like, yeah, what you mean. Just
1: fucking have one pointed right at my <laughs> taint. I'm like, yeah. this is this is heaven, baby. <laughs> this is what it's like just to eat freedom and just being able to eat whatever you want like, yeah dude but being and I, but i was an athlete in high school so like i was a big guy that could still do cartwheels and handstands and shit oh that's the best kind of fat I guy i was a good fun fat guy
0: that's the best fat guy an athletic fat guy if i was fat right now i would have a
1: career <laughs> 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 have to say it right now i would have a career i like that you be jim belushi yeah dude be a fast fun man i but i agree there were some aspects of it that weren't great but like when i think about how much anxiety and stuff i have now and like what i've been through and but how much i love comedy i love all my friends i am a generally happy guy but like in college i don't remember dealing with depression mm. i just remember eating whatever i wanted and being <laughs> a, having care watching whatever i wanted on netflix and those responsibilities yeah, maybe it might be that it might just be the fact that i'm a bad adult <laughs> I'm a better fat guy than i am an adult man have you had people reach out
0: on the dead dad pod. I know we're jumping all over the place. Yeah, it's fine. But have you had people reach out on there? Um, like, have you made friends and, and stuff? Like, like hearing through people's stories? Or is it just something that you're doing kind of...
1: So, like, I'll, I'll respond to people. I've had people that, like... Um, i'll be friendly with and we'll talk back and forth but like a lot of people i've never met in person yeah, so exactly it's like, well that's what i'm saying yeah. so it's weird to say friend but it's like what i guess now the yeah. era that, that yeah i've made friends i don't you know what i mean like it's weird for me to be like oh this is my friend i've never fucking I've, yeah if i saw them in person they would have to tell me their name
0: because yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, it's course. like
1: when i because i think people's uh, online presence looks different than their uh, oh of course in real world thing but um but i don't operate our Instagram. Uh, uh-huh. amber does that so yeah. she gets most of the messages through that okay. and then she'll forward them to me like oh uh this person like this and you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that which is which is pretty cool i've gotten more of it with the special people just yeah. reaching out and really digging it and i've gotten and, yeah, and i appreciate everybody that's reached out
0: does that make you want to change your type of comedy or not anything at all like that Do you know even, what i mean some people just lean that. into something that
1: nope
0: yeah. i got my i, I like you're not going to be the dead dad comic now so like I You know what I mean
1: though, right? Yeah, no, I get that. The 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 like I'm not working on any other jokes about that right now. Like I'm sure I'll have other jokes down the line about it, but it's like I like writing about what I think is funny and I like doing different stuff, but like I don't feel the pressure to be the dead dad stand-up guy mm-hmm. all the time. Um because I've got the podcast. So it's like I can do that once a week. Uh, yes. And if you want to hear like I, I like being in a bunch of different lanes. I've got that, exactly. I've got host battle. You did my game show, which is silly yeah. and dumb and like not it. serious at all. Yeah. And like, I like doing all that stuff. So I like, I would rather keep my foot in everything, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'm at a point in my career that if it opened up and they were like, hey, can you be the dead dad comic guy? <laughs> I, I would do that to build an audience and then also introduce other stand up stuff. But no, I, I don't feel any pressure. I just like being funny, man. I just like on yeah, stage and kill and joke about whatever. Um, this was just a bunch of stuff that I was like, I want to see if I can make this material kill I want to yeah. see if I can make a really funny good fucking special and I feel like I did and Now it's like just on to the next thing I can just do whatever the fuck I want
0: and how does it feel to actually have a special out like that's your first one
1: Yeah, it, it feels good because it's just I don't know it feels dumb because I used to be like who the fuck gives a shit about someone self-releasing a special or whatever I was like, but then fucking how many shitty bands get to release an EP and do whatever they want. I'll let you fix this.
0: There we go. I mean, they won't be able to hear. Yes,
1: yeah, that's uh, it's, it's fine. I am um, but like, how many how many terrible shitty bands can have CD release parties and people are supportive of that? Why can't a comic just release the thing? Just because I don't other have other comics will say you suck. Fuck that. <laughs> I,
0: uh, it, it, you know it, what I mean? No, that and keeps it keeps a lot of comedians from doing it. It's just peer stuff.
1: But it's like I used to think that and and i think that if this hadn't been good i wouldn't have released it yeah like i i've released a uh, self-released an album at 2 years in and the only reason i did that wow uh, only reason i did that was and listening back on it it's fine i it's fine but it's like i look back on it I was like i should have waited next year but you're going to be like it was great no it's fine yeah, yeah. it's like it's literally like listening to uh, the old sets, yeah, and old sets in a good room. There's some stuff that's not doing great. Yeah. Some stuff does really well. Um, it, it, but like, I look back on that like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't have released that. It's whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's dumb. I did it because you never know how long stand up's gonna last. You don't know if it's gonna be a thing you quit doing. You don't know if you're gonna get sick and not be able uh, to fucking do it. So don't I say wanted, that. you're making me sad. I wanted proof that I had done this. Yeah, and to me, the on, like other than pictures and online sets, I wanted proof, and I think an album was proof. So I did that, and and I'm released it. But like this is, I don't know, this feels different because I, I while I was watching it, I was like, this is too big of a deal that to release it if it's bad. So mm-hmm. like I don't give, I didn't give a fuck if my peers didn't like it, fine. But I think that's self-created in so many comics ads. People that are your actual peers and people that like you, even if they don't watch the special. They're not going to give you actual shit about it. Like it's yeah. just that's if you have something you want to self-release, do it. If people shit on you, it's for one of two reasons: one, they're jealous, or two, you're fucking bad. And either way, you have to just reconcile that. It's one of those two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. How long? And you? How long have you been in? Uh, I, I hit five years, two weeks into quarantine. So I was. I'm wow. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I'll hit six. I think in March, it'll be six years in March.
0: Man. And you self relief at, at at two years. You've always been someone that I've looked up to as far as like crowd work and stuff goes. Yeah, I love crowd work. Yeah, but don't you think? I mean, your jokes are great too. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not.
1: I don't crowd work. At, obviously, crowd work is better than jokes. <laughs> yeah, that it makes I, me so happy. I will. Can you say I, that again? Please? I will say that unabashedly. And when I say better, I mean there are no jokes I can write. That can follow me doing crowd work. Yes. I can't. I can't. Dude. And it's the. You can. You can do so well in crowd work so early in a set and fucking bury your own jokes. Every time I've ever gone up. Yeah. That's like my every set. I go up and I'm like,
0: because you know what I mean? Stuff will happen with the comics yeah. before me. And I go, well, I'm not just going to not say anything about it. Yeah. Especially if someone tries to do crowd work and they don't, they don't hit it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like someone oh, has I something and then they just miss the whole joke that they could have nailed. Yeah. And then and I go up to and I go, I go, hold on. Did they just da 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 da? And then that's. Ahh! Yeah. crowd And great. then I go. So my girlfriend, and they're yeah. like, shut up.
1: Well, and and that's where you get good at weaving your jokes in and kind of making them feel like crowd work and going in and out and and knowing when to quit doing crowd work. Because what I used to do is I would just go full bore and just be like, all right, first 10 minutes of my set are me doing everything in crowd work that I want to do. Yeah. And then you learn that you can open up a little bit, do a couple jokes, go back to the thing you were going to do earlier, do it then. All mm-hmm. right, now you're building. And now your act, your, your, your set is building all the way up. But I, I will say, I love writing jokes is a thing I work incredibly hard at Uh, every day I'm doing online mics trying to get my jokes good but I will unabashedly say most audience members will absolutely agree and any comic that does crowd work and doesn't say this is lying. Crowd work is more fun to do than regular jokes. Oh, man. And it kills harder. I've never seen anything kill yeah. as hard than somebody doing crowd work. And it's more memorable. It, for 95% of comics, when when people go to a local show... They might remember some people being funny individually, but it's really hard to remember individual jokes. Mm-hmm. It is almost impossible to forget the time that the comic called Your Mama Cunt in the front of the show. And a hundred people laughed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's be it's like whether that's a bad thing, but it's like, dude, I've seen times where someone's be like, Oh, you're such a fucking stupid blah blah blah. And people are like, ah, just laughing at this human being. And it's just like, yeah. And people that don't agree, people that shit on crowd work can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say. That
0: makes me so happy. Chris
1: Allen would agree with me. He's a fucking crowd work <laughs> god. He's so fucking good. Uh, but he's also a great joke writer. I like being both. My yeah. my dream is to have a career where I have a following. I do two shows a night. Early show is jokes, late shows all crowd work. Oh, that's cool. So if you want to fucking buy <sighs> tickets to both, you can hang out for both. And it's like, uh, to me, that's the dream thing. Like, Did you start off doing crowd work? No. Okay. I was like, I I started off just doing jokes and then I wanted to get good at crowd work and I just like practiced it a bunch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because you can just practice it. My only note would be if you want to try crowd work, go to a place where there's no stakes. Go to an open mic that's not a comedy open mic. Go to a music one. Get booked on a show where they're paying you like no money and just ask, is it okay if you just do crowd work? And then just be ready to bomb. Yeah. And you just bomb. Because it's all about just being comfortable and confidence. Yeah. That's all it is. And being okay with silence because some of my best crowd work sets have been, have opened with a minute and a half, two minutes of silence of me just asking questions. And I'm just like, looking like I'm not doing anything. Like, is this guy funny? And I'm just building, just building this thing, just building this fucking sandcastle. And then I fucking kick it down. (laughs) It's like, you love this. I've seen you do it. You love this sandcastle. And I just fucking stomp (laughs) on it in front of you. That's what you did at that. uh, We were talking about before
0: is is at Tyson's when I was producing when I first started and and. You were booked to do 45 minutes in front of like seven people. It was a nightmare. It was a bad time. (laughs) But you learned everybody's name in the first, like, I think like the first, like, you did 20 minutes of crowd work, I think, up top. Yeah, it was all. And I was like, maybe not. I mean, it might have been the whole thing, but I remember distinctly at least maybe 20 minutes before there was like a written joke.
1: I remember exactly how many rack records (laughs) I did. I did did three actual jokes in the middle of that set. It was 20 minutes of crowd work, three regular jokes, because I thought I'd warm them up Cause there's other times when you have like a small crowd and crowd work will warm them up and get them receptive yeah. to jokes. 20 minutes, did three jokes. They were not receptive. I did another 15 minutes of crowd work. 20 I, minutes of fucking And I think I closed work. with like three or four other jokes. And it was like, that's what you are getting.
0: How do you go about it? Cause this is the thing as a guy who's like, I hit two years in COVID and, uh, I have a complex where everyone's like. You don't like, do you write jokes? Like, after and I go And the answer is no, he doesn't. I don't. I don't. I write <laughs> premises and then I like, go fuck around with him. But yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very like, no, I don't spend enough time writing. But uh, good. I'm glad that you are aware
1: that you don't. <laughs> oh, I know. I know where my
0: shortcomings are. I'm not going to lie to myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also aware of like, when I write jokes, they'll be good. And when I want them to do that, like, I'm beating myself up enough to like, I'll get there. Yeah. I'm not unaware of like, it's like, oh, why can't, why are the jokes working? Because uh, I haven't wrote them, idiot. <laughs> I'm not delusional, but you didn't, uh, you never had a complex about it. That's something you actively s- sought out.
1: Cause I think it's great. Yeah. But you're, I, dude, my mentor, maybe was, I'm just crazy. Me- so my mentor, don't you think people shit on it? Yeah. People shit on it. Yeah. But it's like, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like, that. like i don't know man people can shit on it, they cannot like it people also shit on alt comedy people shit yep. on club comedy people yep. shit on urban comedy like people shit on things they don't do and i've been very blessed that a lot of my really good friends and 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 mentors that i've had and comics that I, all right so this is my i'll give my background i grew up and Cartersville, Virginia, which is a place so small that I tell people I'm from Farmville because that's the closest uh-huh. big thing. Right, that's what I do. I grew up watching Christian stand-up comedy comedians, Mark Lowry, who's a storyteller. He's like a Christian Mike Birbiglia. Like it's, yeah. it's all storytelling. I grew up watching Simbad. I grew up watching Blue, Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Then yep. I got into Dane Cook. Then I got into Comedy Central presents all their half hours. So I have a wide range of stand-up that I've all that I've yeah. liked. Like it's all these different things. I got I, the club I started at the Richmond Funny Bone is an urban club. It's how I learned how mm-hmm. to work black rooms. Okay. Yeah. My comedy mentor is fucking a a, a, a like late thirties uh, black married dude Chris yeah, Allen yeah. Uh, whatever. My I have a lot. I grew up uh, in, in Richmond. There's a really big alt comedy scene. Like I don't hate any of it, and it's yeah. purely because I know people that do all of it, and it's really hard to hate a type of comedy when you're personal friends with people. And you think they're funny? That do that comedy, and you know they're funny off stage. Yeah, yeah. So like people <laughs> that sh- yeah people that shit on crowd work, which it happens, and you can shit on it. You can not like yeah. it. It's okay to not like it. But but people that say every time the criticisms I hear is people being like anybody can do that. It's yep. easy, and that's not true. Yeah, that is yeah. But I, but I know more comics that that like it than don't like it. I think it's more of a I think it's more of a lie. Like there's that whole like another big lie that I don't think is real is the is the contention between improvisers and stand-ups. I think that's pretty made up. And I love mm. it. I love that made-up beef. I like fucking <laughs> people that do improv. Because um, uh, they're just like, you do crowd work, that's improv. And I'm like, no, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's very different. It's not the same. But, but my thing's like, if you actually hate it and you don't respect crowd work, it's like, you can say whatever you want to it, but it's like, I know that when I'm on and I'm doing crowd work and material and I'm at my best like I think it just makes the show better like to me that's just a better show if I'm doing crowd work and my jokes you're loving my jokes like hopefully and then when I'm able to do really good crowd work I'm giving you something to remember that like not everybody is different it's like a different thing it's like fucking I don't know if you have ever I, there's no way you've ever been into it. like jam bands. Like, you're aware of like jam band culture. Why would you assume that I'm not? You got fucking slides with socks on, dude. <laughs> 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 it's like, no. So, not like a big jam band guy. This is my house. Yeah. I'll wear literally... <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't really feel, yeah. Jam band no. Yeah. This is my house. I'll I mean, wear socks with slides. Be... <laughs> I won't take out the trash. I'll do whatever the fuck I want to do. It smelled like
0: garbage when he came in because yeah, the trash can's right by and the he's door. He's trying to and be I like,
1: taking it out. And he knows it smells like fucking trash. And he's like, oh, does it smell like trash hope like thinking i'm gonna say no i'm like yeah it smells bad in here dog no i brought it
0: up before (laughs) you didn't have to bring it up and sit in here smell like trash. i would have
1: said something yeah i would have
0: absolutely said something well i just said it before you because i knew that (laughs) but like but yes you nailed the jam band thing i have no idea what that means but like
1: in the culture of like the jam like the grateful dead and like fish and bands like that like there's the whole culture of tape sharing where every live show is recorded because every live show is like fucking... Pedophiles. Yeah, exactly. They got it. It's in there. It's yeah. in the dark web. But like people will record the live shows and trade them with people because even though they're playing the same songs, they're all different because there's so mm-hmm. much imp- improvisation or like different cover songs and stuff like that. And that culture, I think, is what I would want for my stand-up career, which is like people want to go to multiple shows because they know that maybe some of the jokes will be the same, but the riffs are going to be different. The tags are going to be different. And there's going to be some improv and crowd work that's going to like be different at every single show. And
0: and don't you also think like that your jokes get better by leaving yourself open to, 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 you know what I mean? Interacting with people. Yeah. Because I found jokes that I thought were going to go one way. And then I would like, you know, you open up with asking somebody about that subject. Yeah. And it just goes and I'm like, oh
1: shit. Like I didn't even think yeah, about dude. it like that. And and it dude, I, I've had entire bits written because of an interaction and crowd yeah. work. And and it just goes from because I'll just my, my way that I like to cry is I'm just having a conversation. Yeah. Like I like busting balls in real life. So I'll just mm-hmm. have a conversation, bust balls, make fun of myself. But it's like you'll have a conversation and like I, I wrote a joke about witches that became a full fledged bit because I did crowd work with somebody. And then I was just now able to be like, yeah, I was talking to this guy. Because that's not why yeah. I was talking to this guy. Yeah, yeah. It was during the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't know that though. <laughs> yeah, but they don't, and and it helps. It just I was helps talking me. to this guy twelve feet above him. Yeah. Also, side note: I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, I'm a nobody. All right, I have a special that 1,300 people have watched, which, <laughs> which means nothing. That means yeah. literally more people have seen like infomercials for fucking yeah. <laughs> Ronco knives yeah. than my special. But like, I I love comedy. I love talking about it. This is my personal truth. But I always feel like I have to say that because it's like until you a tv credit no one gives a shit what the fuck you're talking about
0: yeah but fuck them also there's there's part of mine that just goes like i know people with credits that suck
1: ass yeah but i don't want to be like a know-it-all like i'm having fun talking about the special and it's fun to shit uh, talk about crowd work because you're right people do kind of shit on crowd work but it's just yeah fun to talk i also about. just
0: wanted someone else to be like crowd work's not bad
1: it's great it's so fun it's so fun when you write how often do you write and how do you write Um, I write on stage mostly. That's why the Zoom shows are really important for me. Mm. Um, But I will say quarantine has made me a much better joke writer as far as like it's made me sit down and made me look at jokes before I do them on stage. So now instead of just going on stage with just a premise, I'm going on stage with like the body of a joke a little bit. Mm. Like now I know where the punchline is. And I kind of know what the setup is, and it's like, what's how are we going to get there? And now but the that journey allows is,
0: you more room, you yeah, know.
1: to fuck around and, and and do stuff with that. And I do, I would say counting Zoom, I do like twenty Zoom mics a week. Shoo. Yeah, I'm doing multiple ones a day. Like when this is done, I've got four on tap for tonight. I'm up late as shit because I'll do because you can do. Moves. I see you online constantly. Hey, any mics? Hey, any
0: mics? Dude, it's fucking You're always great, posting. dude.
1: You can go do fucking. Because on the West Coast, if they start one at 11 o'clock, I can get on stage at 2 a.m.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it rules. How do you feel
1: about the Zoom mics, though? I haven't done any. I've been like, "Eh, I don't know. um, They're very impressed with crowd work. It is like Mm. when I I don't do a lot of crowd work on there. But I've never bombed doing crowd work in a Zoom mic Hmm. because it's literally like they don't see it a lot. If you can get, you can get people laughing and rolling Cause a lot of times it's just comics in there. Yeah, of course. And that's what a lot of people's complaints are. But it's like, this is what I say. Have you ever done a mic and it's just comics there, yeah. but none of those comics know you. So it's a yeah. fucking audience. And exactly. that's what it is. It yeah, is an audience of fair. people that don't know you. Cause I'm more like, I'm so I've been doing stand up, Like I said, almost six years. It's hard for me to pay attention at mics. Yeah, it, it is. But if it's someone I've never seen before. I will watch them. You just, uh, yeah, because that's interesting. I yeah, that yeah. to me, that's what you're supposed to do. You mm. watch someone you've never seen before, if they're good or you can help them. You, you, I'm all about. Chris Allen paid it forward to me. I pay it forward to new comics. I try to help any way that I can. And yeah. watching people do that, so like the, it, but to me, it's great as far as like, it's made me have to not rely on crowd work so much because I'm like, all right, I'm on Zoom. I know I can do crowd work. But I wrote these jokes today, and I'm just going to do setup, punchline, setup, punchline, mm. setup, punchline. So it's 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 made me more diverse, and the community's great. I've met a lot of really nice comics. Like I've like when everything opens up, I have people that I can stay with in San Diego, San Francisco, fucking uh, Portland. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> all types of places. All right, that was weird. Yeah, <clears throat> but like I, I, it's made me have to actually write jokes and go into a thing. And so like when, and I will say this, a lot of people are worried about zoom stuff, not translating. As long as you're not writing jokes about zoom and, and COVID, some will COVID stuff will translate. Like I've had a lot of jokes work on zoom and then work in person. Like, yeah. like I, I a joke. I tried on zoom, I did it at a live show recently, just as a, like, just threw it out there and it worked. Like, uh, like, uh, is basically just like, I don't know about you, uh, cause I'm, I'm just going to like, are you excited about the Amy Coney Barrett thing? I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't think I don't think anything about it, really. I'm so excited that she got it. <laughs> Why? Because I got on Twitter and found out you could finally talk shit about women again. <laughs> 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 it's awesome, dude. There you go. You just get online and you just be like, oh, be like, oh yeah, she is a bitch. And it's like, she's a Republican, right? <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing I did in a Zoom. And then, like, I, I didn't know if it would work in person. So I threw it in there and yeah. it fucking killed. And I was like, yeah, holy yeah. shit, I can, like, that's when I first realized that, like, the it last sure how many translate. months of this stuff that I've been doing, it hasn't, like, been for not, like, I've gotten material.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just. I, I mean. Yeah, you're I, fucking lazy. And yeah, look, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, what makes you think. I am just going to say that, though, is that, like, I realize, you know, at first you're kind of like, well, I'm not going to do it because it's not the same thing as stand-up. And I didn't want, in my head, I was like, it's going to mess up my timing and all this stuff. But then yeah. it's like, the fuck are you talking about?
1: I will say, like, it will throw your timing off a little bit, but, yeah. like. I did like two in-person shows. But you're better off for doing it. There's yeah. no way you're not better off for yeah, doing it. There's like, no way you're not better dude, off that's for doing like, it. I, I did like, There's no way
0: it's not doing stand-up for like six months is better than <laughs> <you're> <laughs> Like, what Zoom. the fuck? yeah.
1: Dude, I, did I like,
0: didn't do stand-up for six months. Good job, idiot. After
1: two or three live shows I of doing my Zoom jokes in person, like two or three of them, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I now know how to like, now my timing's not fucked up. I can do it with regular timing on zoom and do it in person it's just like you just get used to it you just kind of forget how the in-person timing is but it's fucking like riding a bike man you just yeah and that's coming from someone that does not know how to ride a bike
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm kind of glad i did it because it gave me uh or didn't do it just because i needed a break i was in my head about comedy a lot
1: yeah if you don't want to I, i not and if you don't want to
0: do it that's fine and it's not even about that it's just like taking a break did you take a break at all
1: the, From stand-up when COVID hit? Yeah, the, uh, the there was like a, a month where I didn't know about Zoom shows. I didn't know it was a thing. So I was just like mm-hmm. not doing anything. But I would, but I started doing like a web series for 10 weeks where I was just like doing something comedically. And, yeah. and I did that and realized I fucking hate that shit. That was...
0: That <laughs> well, was, why'd you hate that?
1: It's just not the same. It's editing, man. I just want to get on fucking... Just, I just want to tell no. jokes. Like yeah. it's, it's like it's the only thing I'm good at. And it's like the i it's not that at one day i don't want to show but I want a show when I don't have to do any fucking work for it. And it's like, oh, there's a, now I've got a writer's room. What row. an
0: original dream. <laughs> That's
1: what I want. I want yeah. to do nothing. Yeah. I want More shit. That's I want to do want. nothing but have complete creative control. Like David Spade. I feel like
0: David Spade's got that. <laughs>
1: His career is great. David Spade is a great guy. He just like
0: does whatever. They give him a late night show and he just yeah. says whatever. He's yeah. always cool. He's been like, cool for fucking like 60 years. Yeah, He's been dude. the cool guy. He is fucking
1: cool, man. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. But it was just doing everything, so like filming it, editing it, you got, doing everything yeah. up,
0: and it's just a lot of work. And um, get off on that a little bit. I like it.
1: I, I like it way more. And I will say, doing that web series for ten weeks prepped me for the type of editing that I was going to be doing. Yeah. So everything that happened happened for a reason. And I'm and I'm glad. Are you and, religious? Yeah, I'm religious. Mm. I'm a Christian. Mm. Praise be. <laughs> The
0: one true guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a friend. I got a buddy. That's. Uh, I don't know if you know Sam Hendry. You
1: probably run into him. Maybe. I haven't run. I haven't he's run, from, I haven't oh, run into him. I don't think I've ever met him. But I watched part of the episode that yeah. you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. He's, Jesus he's, rules.
0: He's very. He's. He tells me that all the time. He told me one time he thinks what we met because he's going to save me. That's crazy, dude.
1: And I've offered. Not if I do it first, Sam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, one time when I was still drinking, he. Uh, he would do things like I would be very in my depression. He would just come up and be like, I love you. That's awesome, And I would dude. fucking start crying. I'd be like, get away from me, that's you fucking awesome, asshole. Don't that's, do that. that. rules, And he'd be dude. like, you're so broken. Just yeah. let me hug you. <laughs>
1: like, Sam, that's awesome. get your
0: love and fucking Jesus nah, dude, the fuck positive, away from dude. me. Is he
1: a clean comic?
0: Yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, not like super. But yeah, I, still, yeah, but as much as you can be, he still I said, says the n yeah. word.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, other than all that anti-Semitic stuff, he's a clean comic. Um, yeah, he 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 is. But uh, I've tried to go to. I've asked. I've asked him if he wanted to go before COVID. We, were, we were, uh, I was going to go to church with him, and start going to church. That's cool, man. Um, it It
1: just works for me, man. I believe you've always I, been religious. Though. Always my whole life,
0: man. Do you I'm, think that helped with the, your father? I I definitely just don't know any other way. It
1: definitely like like, I can't imagine living in a world where I don't see him again. Yeah. That sounds go fuck yourself. (laughs) That sounds awful. Yeah. So I just don't even. But but like it's I I don't know. I mean, I just don't care. Mm. Like I believe this. It works for me. I want other people to believe it because I know how happy it makes me. Yeah. But like people that are like, oh, so, 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 so. I don't fucking care. I don't care what you say about it. Yeah. I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah. All the time I make mistakes and I yeah, yeah, not, yeah. But I'm not purposely a piece of shit ever. It's like I, I believe yeah. what I believe. Yeah, Sam's the same way. Yeah. And it's like I never sh- shove it down somebody's throat, but if anyone ever wants to talk about it, I'll talk about it. It just helps me. It helps me I don't know working stuff. working churches is fun, man. I've to church shows. It's fun. How many uh
0: hmm Cuz you know, you're not you you're not a clean comic.
1: Yeah, but I work clean.
0: So, like, oh, you can. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely work clean. Yeah.
1: Hmm,
0: Purposefully. Are you just trying to make sure you can be in as many lanes as possible as far as like being able to work clean or do your jokes just come out right? It depends. You just have clean jokes. I would
1: say that like three quarters of my jokes aren't clean because I just curse. Yeah. So naturally, you just take them out. I, I don't write a ton of super dirty stuff. I've written more over COVID, more sex stuff. Yeah. But like in general, I don't write a bunch of like really fucking gross sex shit. Are you a virgin? No. Okay. Absolutely not. All right. So you're not that religious? I had sex today. with myself <laughs> and then I didn't wake up inside yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I woke up late and I was like fuck I gotta shower yeah. and get over here I woke up not that long before you hit me <laughs> yeah it was crazy so I was man. like this is fine yeah I, I had to shower because if not I would have smelled like this apartment <laughs> boom dude you boom. son of a bitch <laughs> yeah. uh no it's my, my religion is like if you want me to just break it down it's like I'm
0: just always interested in people who have given their life to God and I've been around
1: it And I
0: tried to commit suicide one time, and after I was dating a girl whose father was a pastor, and I got really involved uh, after that, and uh, it just slipped away. But I'm always very intrigued with people who did it because there is like a a levity of everything's gonna be okay.
1: It just helps. I don't. You can have whatever you want to be that thing, but like in my mind, I know I'm gonna see my dad again, and that brings me the greatest amount of comfort that. Mm. Uh, so I'll never not be religious like it's just not gonna happen your family's religious? yeah whole family's super religious my mm. mom's incredibly religious just an absolute angel saint of a woman just a wonderful my dad was like a deacon in the church very involved in the church and I don't go to church regularly but I'm also someone that doesn't think you have to like it's like I think if you're just well versed and you read up on it and you pray and I believe in Jesus and accepted him to my heart and all that and all that stuff and it's just like I feel like as long as you're not purposely fucking hurting people and being a dick and you ask for forgiveness and you apologize and you truly try to do good shit that like that's, that's all I want to do. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. You're so nice for a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. But these fucking Muslims
1: <laughs> 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 that's
0: what I like that's the comedy that's the you
1: can't let anything go it's just gotta I can't, be I can't Like no, because it's an opportunity for a joke I, I do the same thing yeah, but just, I will say though like the, the Dead Dead Comedy Pod and stuff has prepped me to like I'm way more comfortable having a serious conversation like we've had and you mm-hmm. and do be serious for five to seven minutes and then doing a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. helped my timing immensely when it comes to stuff like that. And like, uh, so I, I like that to just be like, cause I, I view it like the dead, dead comedy pod, which is like, all right, we're going to talk serious for seven minutes. And then I got to prove to people I'm a comic. Yeah, and then yeah. Once I've proved it, we can go back five, and then people will forget. And I'm like, yeah, remember this is a comedy I show. I have
0: that same complex with this podcast yeah. because it was very emotional. And then I started having other guests that had nothing to do with comedy. And then it was like, well, this guy's not even a stand-up anymore. <laughs> He's just like interviewing but people. But that's
1: okay. Like,
0: yeah, and I have to be aware fine. of like you got a you got to be open to opportunities. And yeah, dude. You don't know where you're, dude. If you have a purpose or destiny, whatever you believe, because I think that like you don't not everyone necessarily gets to pick what they want to do, man. Agreed. But you have to have your eyes open, and you have to be doing things that open doors for you and stuff. And there's a big part of me that goes, well, maybe you don't get to. Maybe this happens, and the other thing yeah. doesn't happen, and this and that. But uh, was the Dead Dead Comedy Pod the first pod you did? Or no, am I missing. something? I did the game show one first. Oh yeah, Winston's but that's not, like a, that's not like a uh, that's not like a yeah talking what, podcast.
1: That's though. yeah. It's my first like. It's my first like. Because my question
0: but. was going to be that: Do you think that being able to? Because I think this has helped with my on stage presence for sure. It's helped me understand that being interesting keeps an audience yeah. engaged just as much as like yeah choke 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 choke
1: choke. But it, it helps me like. Just having the outlet of it being like that, this is where that shit goes. Yeah, I have a much freer conscience when it comes to just doing stand up and performing because you got all that. Up. I can talk and be because I, I can do make jokes about. Like, dude, I have absolutely no white guilt. <laughs> Good at all. I got no guilt, or whatever, and it and it purely comes from the fact that it's just like I try really hard. I do the best that I can. If I step out and I do the wrong thing, someone corrects me, I will always listen. I will always apologize. It's like I've got uh, friends... Of all genders, races, creeds, religions, sexualities, yeah. and like I'm constantly learning. I am constantly uh, fucking evolving, and so I don't feel that type of guilt because I, not only was I doing that, I taught at a school for autism. I was like doing yeah. positive. I was doing good. I'm doing positive. I'm doing good with this with this special. I think I'm going to get back into nonprofit work one way or the other. So it's like the, all of the things that I do outside of my stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm know that nothing i've ever done on stage is malicious and i just have this freedom uh and just this confidence to be like i can talk about and do whatever because it's like i know that i can make an ironic joke where i mention like oh i wore blackface but like i've never fucking actually worn blackface but i i can say it with complete confidence and it's just like the way that i carry myself on stage and with my body language you know i've never actually done that because blackface is fucking stupid yeah
0: do you think that a lot of do you think that a lot of comedians struggle with that, especially now, as far as um saying what they want to do on stage or
1: being confident enough to to in themselves to not worry about that thing? Yeah, I think that a lot. I think that a lot of people will do something and they're just like nervous how it's going to be received. And that just comes from like a mixture of fear of like oh if i say this people might find out actual bad things that i've done and i think being open about like we've all made mistakes we've all done yes yeah bad things all right we've all we've all misread signals we've all said the wrong thing we've Mm -hmm. all had hateful and wrong views Mm -hmm. but it's like it's okay to do those things and then grow from them correct and so that's what it is it's like i'll be very open and honest about every mistake i've ever made every person that's ever had an issue with me we've Talked it out, and I've apologized, and I've just grown from that. Mm-hmm. And I've had I've had several people uh, recently, like dealing with death for over a year. Like you make mistakes, and you and you and you and you do things you shouldn't do. We're in relationships with people. And yeah, stuff. we're in relationships with people, or like, are like uh, are are, are cross the line you didn't know was being crossed. And then like when someone puts you in your place, you just listen, yeah, and you accept it, and it doesn't matter all the time if what you what they're saying is a hundred percent what happened. It's just like it. You're just like, okay, I know why that made you feel that way. And I'm yeah. so sorry. I won't do that again. It's like, I'm in therapy. I'm dealing with these things and not making excuses, but it's like, I don't know. I think there's very few things that are unforgivable. Yeah. Rape and murder. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? And like, even then. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Like rape and murder. And there's some murder that's like, all right. I get yeah. it. But I, but I but I do think that happens a lot with comics where it's just like they're so afraid of mistakes that they've made. Well,
0: you made a good point. I mean, I think that the forgiveness and being able to forgive yourself is, uh, you know, like I, I I just have the exact same viewpoint of yeah. things. And uh, I constantly have to check myself because I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, hurt a lot of people, yeah. been to jail, homeless, drugs, alcohol, all that shit. So obviously I'm going to run into some issues with, yeah. with people in my life doing shit like that. But I also think that that... Um, I think that maybe just hearing you say that, that that's like a lot of why you pulled the trigger on things.
1: Yeah. Because you just got to do it. And like I will say right now, if I've ever hurt anybody, I am truly sorry. I love all you guys very much.
0: I'd apologize on the podcast because it was getting political.
1: Oh, really? And I had someone reach out and be like, if you talk to me like that in person, I would
0: would never fucking talk to you again.
1: Oh, wow. Because it was about. Oh, it was a guest sent you that?
0: No, uh, someone that listens. Okay. Someone that actually interacts with me. Was like, yeah. I, I do not like that. And they'll hear this too. And I love you. And we talked since. Yeah. But I had to put out a whole episode and be like, you know what? Like maybe my political opinions don't need to be emotional or hate filled. Or... Yeah. And I, 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 there was a maybe a difference between, like you said, how I think I was coming across versus how yeah. I was being perceived. But the self checking yourself is uh It's huge. And and you need yeah. people in your life that will check you. That dude, I almost cried because and the, and I call, I did. I cried on the podcast a little bit, I got teary eyed and was emotional. Yeah. But it was because I had someone in my life that was willing to be like, I love you. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. And that's awesome. Okay, like, hey, don't
0: maybe don't be such a like I don't disagree or this or that. I mean they did, but, but don't,
1: be they like, don't be a dick. They're like, don't be a dick. And yeah. I was
0: like, you know what? I don't want to be a source of like hate for anybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, dude, or I make grew-
0: anybody feel bad or anything
1: like that. Dude, Why would I want to do that to anybody? I grew up in the country in the middle of nowhere and you grow and you learn and you're not yeah. around certain groups of people and you have fucked up viewpoints and then you meet people and you change those opinions and you try to do good things. And there's like, I don't know, man, it's. Everything is just so convoluted and messed up right now that like people are going to make mistakes. And and like this is another way that religion has helped me is like I believe in a lot of grace, right? Like I'm willing to give people grace and forgiveness and kindness and understanding if they're trying. So just know out there, if I've hurt you, I'm fucking trying, and I am very sorry. Like, And I, and I do feel that way uh, a, a lot of the time. Not that I'm a piece of shit or a bad dude, but like, I'll do something and immediately feel bad about it. Yeah, and I dwell just, on a lot of stuff. And be stuff. like, man, I feel horrible about this. And I'm just now working through like, and, and the way that I cope is like if something's happened and someone says something, I'll tell other friends, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Am I a bad person? And you need friends to tell you you're not a bad person. Good yeah. people do bad shit. And it's all about... Trying to do good and not being manipulative and, and have a motive yeah
0: yeah i've had i've had uh I have to work through that the last time we talked uh when I had you on the podcast is very different, but <laughs> it was but I had you on and you were like uh I guess you just started therapy because you're harassing me about going to therapy well oh, I've been in
1: therapy uh a while, and you- you should still be in therapy it is <laughs>
0: I didn't do the actual one. I did talk space and I immediately got off that because a lady, one of the therapists, it's like, talk, it's like the yeah. text one.
1: Yeah. What are you fucking doing? Go see someone. I in got person. material
0: out of it. I got great material out of it. She sent me, uh, she sent me a link to like a definition of anxiety. And then I was like, I have a firm grasp, like not in a rude way. Yeah. But the first person I got had like their schedule was different from like their video was different yeah. from their actual schedule, which Weird. was different from something else. That sucks. And I was just like, I don't. I have to pick someone else, and then they were like, "Why?" and I was like, "Because everything that's on this on this thing is 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 not Wrong. correct, and that makes me anxious. That I'm going to talk to someone who clearly doesn't give it, even yeah. enough a shit about their job to like make sure that it's they. Yeah, but you. then I was like, maybe I, that's why I need therapy. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Like you should go to somebody. But uh, yeah, someone sent the next one. Uh, the lady sent me a link of the definition to anxiety, and then I was like, "All right, I think." Uh, I kind of understand what anxiety, and then she sent me a Google link. It literally had the Google at the top of the link, awesome. and it was three coping mechanisms to like, and I was like, I'm going to get my money back.
1: Like, yeah, that sucks. That's a bad That's bad therapy. Texting is bad for therapy. Oh, I knew. That's awful, dude. I knew. You need to talk to somebody, man. You, you should know? have a therapist on this show. Yeah. You should invite a therapist on and talk to them. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. That'll be fun
0: for everybody, but you think therapy has helped?
1: Absolutely. It's helped. It's helped me deal with a lot of different things that have happened to me that I was blaming myself for. It helped me to allow grace and forgiveness uh, for myself. And it's- Is that a big thing for you? Like forgiving yourself for things? Yeah. Cause I'm, yeah, absolutely. You have to be able to forgive yourself because- But you have a hard time doing Is what yeah, I'm asking. M- m- most people will forgive you if you listen and genuinely apologize yeah. and you're not doing something horrific or mo- or awful yeah like just overstepping bounds people will forgive you for that if it's purely a misreading of signals or a purely misunderstanding if like saying something you shouldn't say people will forgive you the hardest thing i have is forgiving myself because i feel like i do the dead dead comedy pod i, I taught it at school for autism i do all these things where like i'm trying to not be better, holier than thou but i'm doing things that are like contribute can trying to give pay back. it forward and contribute and then when i do something I have a hard time forgiving myself because I'm just like am I undoing all the good that I've done with these mm. few small things that whatever and I and I have to say out loud I am not undoing the good that I've done. Doing bad things and like making mistakes does not undo all the positive things that 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 you do. That's what I have to believe because if not the seven or eight things that I've done that I'm like incredibly ashamed of or like yeah. upset about um will undermine Years and years of me working hard to like help help people. You make me want to get into therapy. It's it's uh, it's helpful, man. It's, yeah, it's helpful. Hmm. Why'd you Why'd you start? Um. I started like two weeks before my dad got sick, and I was just going because I had ruined relationships by. Not being as open as I needed to be. relation and Like real, like, like relationships? Yeah, like or a, like, yeah, like, a, like with a partner and yeah. just like ruin that. And it's not doing the right thing and just feeling sad and depressed all the time. And I just needed to work through some things. And then like two weeks into therapy, I was like, my dad's sick. And then the next week I was like, my dad's dead. And then that's what it became about. And uh, I was glad I'd already found the therapist because I think if I hadn't found, I would not, I would have never gone if, if I hadn't gotten in before my dad got sick.
0: Mm-hmm. did you I, go through multiple therapists or?
1: dude uh i tried one like a few years ago trash um yeah. and like could talk to other ones but like the the one that i sought out was recommended to me by one of my my brother recommended him to me by way of one of my brother's friends and i called the guy we got set up and i loved him he's great dr mm-hmm. john Boyd, richmond Virginia he's awesome hmm well that's beautiful man He's a, he's a great dude and uh how favorite. often do you go um right now uh, I'm not going um because he was like call me when you need me because we, were, oh, we we'd go. reached like a good point he's like call me when you need me I think I'm gonna call him because I want to like uh, tell him about the special and stuff and then probably set up a, a tune-up session soon it's just nice to have someone to talk to
0: yeah. Especially if you're exploring ideas all the time, too. Because I say that about comedy. Is that like a good part of it? Because are you an anxious person?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I so have a incredible amount of
0: anxiety. But that's why you're funny, though, because you can't turn it off. So everything that's all going time. on, it's like you're analyzing what's going on, how yep. someone moved, why they dropped something, yep. why they said that. But then when you're not I have anxiety
1: to, talking about this forgiving. I, I've never talked about this out loud. So it's like very much... I love that. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, a, a, it's giving me though. a lot of anxiety to just be like open. Because it, it's tough to be like... It's tough to come on a podcast and be like, yeah, man, um, I haven't always been great to people <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like but and that's, and that's real. You. That's everyone. Everyone has fucked up and made yes, mistakes, And yes, but it's tough yes. to say that into a microphone and not expect people to be like, oh, and I haven't done anything like kill anyone or done anything horrific <laughs> like <laughs> well, we'll that. See. It's we'll just find not, out in a few years. It's just not treating people the way they need to be treated and being selfish while dealing with grief and loss and, yeah, and, and, I, and I shit have, like that. I have people that have probably heard the podcast
0: that, uh. Won't speak to me in person. Really? Yeah. Dude, I've I've ruined relationships hard with drugs and alcohol. And this is before I went to jail for like a year and stuff. But that's why I always bring it up like uh, as much as possible. Just to let people know like it's, you know, everyone thinks that like a big thing for me that I repeat is that everyone thinks that where they're at in life is so permanent. Whether you're in like a dark place and you're doing things that are incorrect that you're not necessarily proud of. But your life is not that. And you and it's so much longer than you think. And 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 you saying that like you need to forgive yourself is like I had when I first got sober, I had a sponsor and he used to tell me to go in the mirror and be like, say you love yourself. Yeah. And I would fucking ball. Yeah. I couldn't do it. It's hard. It's really hard to look in the mirror and look myself in the eyes and be like, I love you. Yeah. That fucking. It it's makes me tear like, up even like talking about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be like incredibly hard to like do that with like the constant scent of trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's why I was
0: crying. It was more of an onion Yeah, it was issue. purely,
1: purely uh, food-related. <laughs> that's uh, hard to do, man. That's a difficult thing to do. But it's so do.
0: important, and that's why I think the podcast is cool. I think that your special is cool. Thanks, and, man. Uh, but I think the podcast is awesome, too, because you never know. And the, the best feedback I've gotten on the podcast has always been uh, – I I didn't know that other people could go through that and still talk about these things. Yeah, and talk about it in a way where I didn't. I don't think I could talk about it. You know, people reach out and say, you know, they're just they're just. It's beautiful that someone else can put it in words for them almost, and they connect you. And um, I don't know, man, you're special, really. I haven't listened to the podcast, and I definitely will now. I think you'll sure. like it. I think you. Yeah, I'm a very lovey dovey guy. As much as I'm a dick, I'm a very mushy person.
1: It's fun. I'm glad you checked out the special, man. It means a lot that you enjoyed it. I, 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 I it makes me. It makes really me want to be around my dad more. That's awesome. It really made me want to reach out. My,
0: it really, it really made me want to like do because they're. You're gonna punch me, but they're. they're it cool.
1: made me want to be around my dad more too. <laughs> <laughs> but my. <laughs>
0: My 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 parents live close enough to where I should be closer to them. yeah, dude. And uh, you should
1: make that effort. You won't regret it. Of course, I will. I will say. Yeah, but absolutely. Watching your
0: special is just like, what the fuck am I doing, man? You will
1: not. I, if, I will say you, really, you will not regret it because it's like I used to always been really close with my with my parents, always been, and there would be sometimes where I would feel bad because I was the type of kid that would just be like friends would be going out to like do something I didn't really want to do and I would just be like I think I'm just gonna to, go to dinner with my parents and it's oh, just wow. like that's kind of lame but then like now I'm looking back on it I'm just like I wouldn't fucking trade any yeah. of those fucking meals or like going to do things that I thought were childish at the time but just like were fucking silly and just mm-hmm. being like yeah I'll go do this I don't give a shit and just yeah. like just to make my parents happy and stuff but that's just for me I know everybody has different relationships with their parents but I will say that like I think that make trying to reach out and fix situations is, if you're estranged from a parent or a loved one, may, I, I'm not even saying you have to make it work. You don't even have to, like, come back into contact with those people. Yeah. You will feel so much better after you just try. Yeah, Because then there's, like, because regrets are awful to live with. And to me, I think that, like, I, I don't know. I, that's why it's apologies and stuff is very important to me because I live in fear of like doing the wrong thing yeah. and um, not reaching out to fix it and then mm-hmm. something happening to that person and then, yeah, and then that's it. So if you, you know, I don't know. I mean, a, your
0: special gave me an intense feeling of that. That's awesome. You yeah. know, like I said, my mom, where it's the saying before, my mom had a stroke um, and she was fine, but she was in the hospital for 12 days and nothing, you know, no permanent, nothing. But uh, I continued to work. That's crazy. Because I thought that would make her more... You know what I mean? I'm just this, like, narcissism and whatever. But literally watching your special, I was just like, what am I doing, man? Yeah. Like, watching you talk to your dad at, at the grave and, like, watching you guys at the clip at the end and... Him saying that he was proud of his offspring and stuff like I fucking I'm getting teary-eyed saying dude, it, dude. I'm like, and yeah. I know that like I'm probably not helping you by dude, saying it, dude. It was insane. But like, it, but, it, it, it really, I mean, it hits. It, there's, it really hits a chord, man. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I didn't know it, he was going to get a beautiful on stage. Thing.
1: He wasn't supposed to get on stage at that show. So huh. the way that that was my live game show, and we do this thing called Size Size Me Up, mm-hmm. where audience members agree to come on stage, mm-hmm. and they get on stage, and the comics write what they think that person's name would be, what they think that person's job is, and what they think that person's senior superlative in high school was. And just mm. like always silly and funny or whatever. I was like, anyone want to come up here? And then my fuck this is what my dad does. <laughs> yeah. Just it just being like, he's like, this'll be funny. Yeah. And you and just, tell that he, he, uh, he, he loved it. He dude. thinks he's
0: funny, too. Dude, he, dude, he was funny. JB stands for Jingle Bells. Yeah, dude. Dude, <laughs> I was,
1: dude, I fucking how. I was like, uh, God damn it, dude. My dad <laughs> love Christmas, baby. That's yeah. his favorite time of year. Uh, but like he. Getting on stage, it was like in the moment, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then as soon as he got on stage, I was just like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen, man. Yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Your special is beautiful. Thanks, dude. Grieving productively. The Winsmiths games, host battle. Yeah. Dead, Dead Comedy Pod. Dead, Dead Comedy Pod. That's it, dude. Dead. Winston Hodges, everybody. That yeah, was good. Yeah. At Winston H Comedy. Follow me. All the links are below. Uh, thanks feels, for this coming good. on. You know? So good. Yeah, dude. I will say just I don't just a side note too. I, I like, you know what's your deal is actually my dad said that. That's why it's named. Oh, uh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. The first podcast I ever did, I um recorded in my parents' bedroom after I'd quit my job, moved back home to get sober, and I recorded it on like a like a literally like an iPhone wire, yeah. and I gave it to my dad to listen to my first podcast ever. And he just goes, well, You have a good voice for it. <laughs> and that's awesome. And maybe don't say um as much. But um That's awesome. I only say all that to be like dude uh, it it really hit a chord with me and I think anyone that has a relationship with their dad, their family um you got to you got to watch the special dude. Thanks it, man. It made me tear up and not, and I'm not an easy. It's just a be it's beautiful. It's funny. It's a good word. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also it's hilarious. really funny.
1: <laughs> it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Please, it's really no, funny. You will, you will you will laugh very hard, but it's it's it it takes a lot for something to do both Yeah, thanks, man. It's hard for something to do both, and your special definitely does that. Hell yeah, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, man. For real. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. All right, guys. I love you. I love everyone listening. Get a
1: therapist. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see.